0: Can you imagine feeling that way when you hit the bed at night? You just like fist pump God, right? Like I know I gave it all to you today. Wouldn't that be amazing? No matter what you face, you like double pump because you're like, God, I lived like I didn't even know if I was going to be here tomorrow. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think that's how Jesus lived every day.
1: Life can get really busy but we are reminded that when we live the Kingdom Pace, we not only have time to grow more ourselves, but to also grow closer to our Creator. Kingdom Pace is a podcast about the ways we can make sure we're staying alongside Jesus and staying right where we are supposed to be in life. All right, hey everyone. Welcome back to Kingdom Pace. I'm Jessica. With me, as always, is Mark and James and we are in purpose for this week. Um, I was listening this morning to the first time that we did purpose and kind of gave kind of give an overview of it and I wanted to start off um, sharing something that I read actually just last night that made me really kind of connect this to purpose. So this is kind of a, a blessing, a prayer, um, Craig Rochelle actually has it in one of his books. So I want to read this and then kind of jump into how this connects to purpose. So it says, May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may dive deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and the exploitation of people so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, and starvation, so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world, so you can do what others claim cannot be done. And when I read that, I it made me think about um, an Isaiah in chapter one, verse seventeen. It says, "Learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed." defend the cause of orphans, and fight for the rights of widows. So all of this is kind of hitting me as I have been trying to think about, you know, like purpose. Like how do you, how do you go deeper and really focusing on that? And um, this, this is just one that I really like because it's a, it's a very big call to action. Um, You know, I think when you think of purpose, you think of how, how God and through the Holy Spirit, you know, calls us to reach out to, to that one. Um, And I I think, like, I'm fortunate I get to do it for, for my job every day. But really, as believers, we're all called to that every single day. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it just gets me really excited. And I, you know, when I read that prayer last night, um, just thinking about, like, how do I think about the things that, that cause me discomfort or that bother me or, you know, whatever it is? And how do I spend that to be used for God's good? And to me, that is that's purpose. I love that. So one thing, this is my hard question. um, In in his book, he talks about praying to be ruined. And it's one of um, what Craig calls a dangerous prayer Mm -hmm. that you, yes, ask ask God to ruin you, you know, Mm -hmm. make you aware of the things around you that just... You know break your spirit almost because when you realize that your spirit is broken you realize only god can can fill that void and fill that space so um what ruins you
2: So she's tables have turned
3: (laughs) how the tables have turned because the glare, the glance that she just gave Mark. You guys missed it. You can't see it when you're listening to this. But I'm I'm telling you play by play right now. He's (laughs) squirming over there.
0: Yeah. Like the in fact, the whole time she's reading this morning, she's tilting her face toward me. Like remember last week, big boy. She's been thinking about it. Yeah. She's been thinking about this since last week. That's true. I won't deny (laughs) what ruins me. Well, my sin always ruins me to start with, like my unbelief. When I live my life apart from God's will and try to do things on my own, it always ruins me. And inevitably, it always causes me to cause someone else pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that would be the result of sin. Now, what ruins me when I'm sitting at his feet and listening to him teach his presence ruins me Mm -hmm. in a good way right Mm -hmm. like it like it burns the impurities of my life out right Mm -hmm. and it makes me want to be closer to him like and that's I'm not even giving you one of those Christian cliche over spiritual answers like Mm -hmm. I legitimately love the word of God and to sit at his feet so that ruins me And I love to be ruined by him. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be ruined by him that way than repenting (laughs) for me personally, right?
1: That's a good point.
0: Because in the repentance piece, Holy Spirit always has a way to lead it because that's what he does. He leads us into truth. He always reveals in my mind how I've hurt someone by my sin. And that hurts. That hurts me inside, right? Mm -hmm. Like that I've caused someone pain unnecessarily.
3: James, what ruins you? Well, first, before I answer that, that's the second time this morning through the first time was with a phone conversation with a friend. And now you use the word repent. And so my friend had spoken at church. He delivered a sermon this this past Sunday yesterday. And we talked, you know, he used the word repent. And when I hear that, I have and this. I'm going to try and pull this together. But when I hear the word repent, I have a negative connotation attached to it. Like a slap on the wrist a the ruler you know that gets hit on the back of the hand whatever it is like mm-hmm. shame on you don't do that and and really what it is it's a little bit more merciful than that and correct me if i'm wrong okay but it just simply means to make a 180 degree turn turn away it like it's so easy to beat ourselves up it is so easy to be hard on ourselves in in those and i and i think that's part of the sin Part that, that, that it's the sin that exposes those things. And so like, I think it can create a spiral. Hmm. There's my first thought on that. Uh, so I'm not dodging the question, but what ruins me is this. Oh, uh, I mean, it just, it comes down to pride. Me, mine, I want. And that's, that's the tough spot mm-hmm. that ruins, that ruins a lot mm-hmm. when I forget my place. And I say that probably every podcast we do this on. And so it's, it's something that clearly God is wanting me to to know and to see and maybe just even share. Maybe that's why I share it as much as I do. Pride ruins me.
0: Thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah. I like this discussion. I have a really big heart. Um I mean, I think a lot of people do, but social justice things get me really excited. And I think in my, my younger years, it was often almost misguided. I didn't really know why I would get angry about things. But, um, you know, I shared from Isaiah, and actually the verse just before that really ties into what you were saying, James. So um, Isaiah 1, 16 says, "'Wash yourselves and be clean.'" get your sins out of my sight, give up your evil ways. And then it says, learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, and fight for the rights of widows. And it just makes me think about how before we can even truly act, and I and I feel like even um, be fully surrendered to be completely used by God, we have to know within ourselves first and kind of clear ourselves and go to him in that way. And I think, you know, everything else that we talk about through Kingdom Pace, like it all really ties into this. That you know, we always say this isn't like a step by step process, but it's it's a way of living. And to me like this just really shows that that you have to to be aware of what it is internally, your your sin, your weaknesses, whatever whatever it may be, that really stirs you up to then be able to be open to be used by God because you know, if, um, I know I shared before, like selfishness is one of mine that I, you know, always have to check myself on. And, and if I'm living in a selfish way, I'm not going to be obedient mm. and I'm not going to respond to God to go and and live out his purpose as fully as I could be. Mm. So I like that.
0: So, so I, I do have a question like in, in light of the Isaiah, what you just read, right. And, ministering to orphans, right, and widows, seeking justice, right? How how can we possibly be effective doing that if we don't even seek justice in our own home? If we don't take care of our own families at home? How do we do that? Like, if your home's a mess, right, your family, your marriage, your kids... Maybe you're caring for parents, like we just went through that season with Pam, right? She buried mm-hmm. both her parents and now she's the executor of the estate. She's dealing with all this stuff. If that's in disorder, right? Mm-hmm. How can we possibly do outside of the home if our home is in a mess? And personally, I think it's impossible or I don't think you can be as effective. Mm -hmm. I think God uses the family as training ground of how to love your neighbor, and that's really what Isaiah's talking about, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, when you love your family with God's love, you're you're showing that you do love yourself, you're showing Mm -hmm. that you love them, right? I wanna talk to you guys about that a little bit because social justice is this big thing that's now got in this world, right? The world's got a hold of it now, so, Everybody in the media wants to talk about social justice, right? Mm -hmm. Social justice is, in some ways, I would say, is even elevated over the gospel. Yep. So let's bring it down right to purpose. How is your home? Exclamation mark. Right? Sorry. That would be a question mark. (laughs) I didn't do very well in English. Y'all picked that up listening. Their minds are stirring. And Jessica's giving me kind of this bad look. (laughs) Just, just for me, restate the question. Yeah. So to restate, how, how are we effective, like, to our neighbor? How can we be effective to our neighbor and seek those things if in our own home, if our own home is a mess? Right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think God would have the order be? Start where?
3: we get to start. I mean, okay. So the, the the obvious answer, I think, is you start with the home.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: but I don't think that's right. I think it's got to start inside you first. That, you know, years ago, again, this is, this is stuff I like. The, the, this podcast reminds me of things that I've been taught that sometimes I forget, is that it's God first. God first, then family, you know, like then, then wife, my spouse, then my kids, and then everything else falls. Mm -hmm. in line after that. That's the order. There are so many times when we just go through it and we, we get the order wrong and we, we, we leave some time. We leave a bit of time for God later. That's not purposeful. That's not, that's not making him a priority. And I'm, I'm, you know, it happens. It's easy because like there's that old cliche that says the the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Right. Mm -hmm. So, if you get this problem that's going on here, you start to look at it, but maybe you get the priority wrong. And again, that's where I'm saying. That's not
0: purposeful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's, thanks for saying that. Cause you're right, right? Like it does start with God. It starts with your relationship with him, right? God is a God of order. And so I think that naturally comes from the Holy Spirit. When we're right with him, he makes us highly aware when our family is in desperate need yeah. of our attention right? And so that becomes our first ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and as awkward as it may sound of, what do you mean like justice in your home? Well, if you have kids, they remind you of justice. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all have ever heard this before? Oh, that's messed up. You never would do that to so-and-so. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Oh, really? You're going to let them get away with X, Y, Z? Oh. Well, when I was blank, blank, you didn't do that. Y'all are unfair, right? <laughs> right. And here's the thing. We laugh, but man, what an opportunity to step in that gap with our kids and be an instrument of justice in their life, mm-hmm. right? That we're fair because of God. Yeah. Even sometimes when they don't perceive, we get to lead them through that because then they become bearers of justice themselves, mm-hmm. right? I'll preach.
1: And I think, you know, when I think about the the social justice piece or the oppression, like, that is not peaceful. That is, you know, you can feel like something is is bubbling up. And I don't know if anyone has younger kids, but we realized this a couple of years ago, and um, it's really helped us just to be aware that we would notice that there would be times when our younger kids would be acting up. I mean, behaviors and fighting and crying a lot, and we would just be like, what is your problem? Like, what is going on? And trying to think, like, are they not getting enough sleep? Do they eat too much sugar? Like, what is their problem? And ultimately, what we realized is that times when they would start acting up is times when all of us had different schedules and we weren't home together at the same time. And honestly, they were acting out just because they wanted the family together. And as soon as we, like, put that together, and and I'll be honest, it was on me. It was times that I'm like oh, I have been gone every night, and maybe that's why they're acting up. Hmm. And as soon as we noticed that, and, you know, the next night, I was really intentional, like, nope, I am home all night long. I'm fully devoted. You know, my my focus is on on you guys right now. And there was a sudden, I mean, instant shift. And it was really eye-opening for us just to realize how important, you know, the family component really is that I don't think my kids were old enough to to know it, you know, that they were doing that or do it on purpose, but they could feel that. They could feel the disruptiveness in it, and that's what they needed. So when you say like, where do you start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell you many, many times where we saw that firsthand that I couldn't even go to work and, and do my job well because my home was in turmoil because I was backwards is really what it was, just completely flipped around. And once I flipped that, things worked out so much better
3: see it all the time in business coaching, where you're working with somebody in an organization and uh, um, something has changed in that person's performance. Hmm. And it's really easy to disregard what's happening outside of the business world, because that's what you're seeing. When you're inside these walls, this is how I know you. And it's important to remember that as a business owner, a leader, manager, whatever your role is, it doesn't even have to be in a leadership role. It could just be a teammate coworker when you notice those things ask mm. you okay mm-hmm. like show some compassion see see a way to serve them and it's so easy that you can just get off track and and you start to uh put them in a into a box and you begin to tell yourself a story well wow they've really changed and they used to be so good they're not good anymore well maybe something significant's going on outside mm. of there
0: um, yeah The awkward kingdom pace pause <laughs> love it god's we, working
3: here's the thing is we could go like every one of us has scripture open and they're all to different pages mm-hmm. about something that like is god's working through each of us these pages are coming to life because mm-hmm. like i know people can hear the pages turn yep
0: because i can hear them through my headphones as we're recording mm-hmm. and can i just say that that's awesome yeah <laughs> what part Hearing the scriptures being the pages turned. I was hoping it would pick it up. I was you trying to wrestle them. You
3: can't. <laughs> yeah, you're just over there
0: making it like, no.
3: <laughs> but you but it, the the pages come to life for each of us differently. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's why each of us have a little different perspective. And I think that's mm-hmm. why there's these pauses. It's kinda like, man, I'm processing what Jessica just said. I see it through my lens this way, and then Mark throws this in here, like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. Cause God is that cool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, sorry, just this random thought, man, when you, James is, James is like, he's tapping his Bible and the best Bible is an open Bible. Mm. Right. Because anytime you open it, God starts talking, right. Mm. It's like an open mouth. You open it up and he's got something to say. And I'm looking down, and James is in Romans, and I'm looking over. I, I'm, I'm really not kind of facing Jessica today because she's a little angry <laughs> from last week. <laughs> but I can see out of the corner of my eye that she's, uh, she was in Isaiah. Now she's jumped to Ephesians. But I just want to make a, a quick comment um, going back to purpose. Um, so where the purpose piece came from of watching Jesus just the way he lived his life daily a lot of it came on the heels. The word "purpose" came on the heels of Matthew six thirty-three, which was the priority piece. Right, seek first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The context of this story, Jesus says in in Matthew six thirty-one, he says, "Don't worry about the things. Don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear?" And he says, "These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, right? But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs, right?" And so then he says, right, seek first the kingdom of God. And then at the very end, listen to what Jesus says. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, b- will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And so today, sitting in this cafe, Apple Creek Cafe in Center Point, Iowa, I can tell you guys right now, today is going to have something, right, Mm -hmm. God has a purpose for today. That's why we're sitting around this table with open Bibles, talking into these mics. But there's a good chance we're going to face something today that's going to disrupt things. Mm -hmm. Right. And if our minds become so focused on, right, things like food, clothes, right, all that stuff, Hmm. and we start and we look too far ahead into tomorrow, we miss what God's got for us today. Mm -hmm. Listen. The Bible's clear, it tells us that, we're, it says, without vision, the people will perish. So I'm not discounting that we look forward, but the truth is, y'all, the three of us don't know if we'll even be here tomorrow, mm-hmm. if God calls us home. So I just want to interject this. I want to be held accountable, that I live every day like it's my last breath. Mm-hmm. That's, that to me is living eternal life right on earth. James, I'm getting fired up looking at you. I see you. I see you. Right? Can you imagine feeling that way when you hit the bed at night? You just like fist pump God. Right? You're like, (laughs) I know I gave it all to you today. Wouldn't that be amazing? No matter what you face, you like double pump because you're like, God, I lived like I didn't even know if I was going to be here tomorrow.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's how Jesus lived every day. I would love that.
3: You're right. Of course Jesus did. There was days when he was exhausted and he had to escape and he had to rest. And there's the time when he was sleeping in the bottom of the ship and the storm hits and they have to go wake him up out of a slumber. He's just destroyed himself throughout the day. He's given everything he's got and he comes up and he just says, be quiet. And the storm was quiet. That's some power.
0: Man, you know, you like living, right? You know, when you've lived with everything you got and it's all God's, when you can sleep in the middle of a storm in a boat and get wet and not flinch.
2: Hmm.
0: Right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, yo, take me home if you want. Right? I've given you all I got. That's so good.
3: That boat wasn't going to sink with Jesus on no. it. No. <laughs> nope. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know who I am? That boat isn't going to sink. Listen, I was reading this morning in Romans 12. That's why I have that open. And Jessica, this even comes back to, you know, we're talking about social justice and Mm -hmm. but, but even just so much more around purpose. And so I'm on Romans 12 verse nine here And the heading on this paragraph is love in action. Mm -hmm. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Like that sense right there, you could pack a lot. Like there's so much packed in there rather. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. And then verse 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Now the rest of Romans 12, obviously then it goes into 13. Submitting to governing authorities. And then 14, it talks about the weak and the strong. There is so much right there that if we could just bring this to life a little better, each one of us every day, the hate on Facebook would stop. Right. The injustices that we see and hear and listen that we do, because there's not a single person that hasn't done some sort of injustice to another person, period. Probably today. And if it hasn't happened yet, it's going to. <laughs> it's just, we're humans. Hmm. We bring this to life. Hmm. Uh, this is something that, I don't know, like the book of Romans is probably my favorite book of the Bible hmm. just because of the way Paul writes. It's so powerful. But when it you, like how do you refute anything that is written in these words
2: here?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm? want well, to love how, you know, you shared a passage, you're somewhere else. One of my favorite verses is Ephesians five sixteen. Um, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Mm. And every time I read that, I'm convicted of it. Every time, because and, and I feel like I try to live my life, but every time I read it, I'm like, Am I making the most of every app? Like, do I really know this could be my last opportunity, my last day? Like, I don't know. To me, it's just heavy on my heart all the time.
3: I lost a friend a couple of weeks ago to um, a disease that he he passed on at 37 and didn't mm-hmm. think that he would make it even to that age. And there, it just reminds me of the fact that we are all terminal, right? The stats are still out there. 100% of us are gonna face this. No one's escaping it. And you see so many stories. Like there was a guy years ago, um, I think it was the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, and he he was a secular, a secular guy. His name was Randy Postgen. Do you guys remember that name? He did a, he was a college professor. Yeah. And he ended up writing a book on it. And He gave this very famous speech. And I, for the life of me, I can't put the words on it right now. The, I think it was like the last or something, but he was terminal with cancer. And that man talked about living every day to the fullest. Jimmy Valvano, another one, the, the North, Carli- GB, North, Carolina State North Carolina State basketball coach. Never quit. Never give up why does it take the diagnosis before we start living? Hmm. Man, I'll tell you what I wrestle with that one a lot. Hmm. Cause like what Jessica just said, backed up what Mark, you just said about at the end of the day, fist pumping, you know, yeah, guy, I lived it fully. And that's what you're talking about. And those, like, those guys are examples of it. And it's not that they didn't live fully, maybe prior to those diagnoses, but that sure did accelerate it. It sure did remind you. And like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I got a whole lot of time in front of me, but I don't know how much I have. Mm-hmm. I might have days. I might have decades. I don't know. So what am I waiting for? Mm-hmm. What, what am I waiting for? Mm-hmm.
0: Man, James, what a point. The, you know, the truth is, is we like, the minute you're born, you already got the diagnosis. You're gonna die. Mm-hmm. We, we don't allow our mind to go there, right? Like there's two guarantees in this life. In America, anyway. The day you're born, you're going to die and you're going to pay taxes. Mm.
2: Unless
0: you figure the other one out. And if you do and it's biblical, let us in. Right. Like, let us in on that secret. <laughs> um, man, as I'm listening to you guys talk, here's a, here's a cool factual reality right now in this moment. You know where just, social justice is taking place right now in the kingdom of God? You want to know what that picture looks like? Look toward God. Where, where, there's, where everything's going to be fair, where everything's going to be, right, where, where things are going to be made right, where there's no tears, no cancer, no death, no hate, right? It doesn't matter if you're male or female, right? Like they're absolutely in the kingdom of God right now. Social justice is being lived out because of our maker, and he's put inside of us, the same ability and the same power to teach people on this side of eternity. Here's how I know that. Jesus said these two words, follow me. If you follow him and you live by his pace, you will be an instrument of social justice, right? You'll teach it, Mm -hmm. you'll model it. Your life will reek of it in such a powerful way. And the truth is to some it'll be like fragrance, right? Of life and to others it'll be like a fragrance of death. That's what Jesus was. To some people he smelled real good. To Judas he smelled real bad. Right? Because Jesus reminded Judas of his impending death, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz death don't like the smell of life. Mm-hmm. But we get to be life. Life bearers. Mm-hmm. Man, what a purpose. Starts with God, blends into our home, right? And then, on the overflow of that, because we're attentive to the Holy Spirit, we start loving our neighbor as ourselves wherever we're at. Cafes, grocery store, doesn't matter, right? We don't have to look for that superstar thing of look what I did, dun, 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 Right? You just love people practically every day, right?
3: Yeah. What what our listeners can't see is that you just made like the I'm gonna <laughs> unveil the Superman S on my chest, like what Mark did with his hands. You know, he's just ripping his shirt apart and here here's this Superman costume. But our, <laughs> what I was picturing was, was as you did that, there's a face of Jesus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your, <laughs> your costume's like Jesus underneath. A J. A J. A J. Yeah
1: you know, one, one thing that I heard, um, a while ago that I always think of, and I I think this, I mean, just even us having this conversation, um, is kind of a testament to that, but it was, it was more of a warning of don't get fat on the word, Mm -hmm. you know, that a lot of times you can, you can consume and you can just, you can just keep it all in. And it's like, you know, as I'm looking at my Bible, um, it says to live as people of the light. Like, we're not supposed to just consume it and get mm. fat on it ourselves. We're supposed to expel that and supposed to go and live that and share that. And so um, I just love this because I know I can see, you know, it's visible. All of us love the word and we spend time in it and we, you know, we study it and we focus on it and make that time in our day. And I mean, we that's how this whole whole thing came about. But I feel like this is just such a a great reminder and just such a um I keep going to the word conviction because I feel convicted a lot um but just of how how then am I living it you know I'm When we talk about, like, will people actually be able to see Jesus through us? That should be ultimately what this is all about. And, you know, I have notes written in here about um, I have written my Bible reaching that person. And then I have friendships, associates, family, geographic neighbors, students, opportunity. You know, what am I actually doing every single day? And so I'm already thinking through, you know, just from, from this conversation and the excitement and the fire that you guys are bringing to this. I'm like... So what am I going to do? Like God, open up doors to me today. Mm. That is my prayer. With purpose is, God, you've been you've been pouring into me. I know that I'm equipped because He's in me. So show me, show me how I can how I can live that out. And to me, like that's a bold prayer. That is that's being bold and it's a little dangerous prayer. It is a dangerous yeah. prayer, yeah. yeah. And those are scary because He listens, He hears them, and He answers them. So. Um, but it's exciting to live on the dangerous I side of that way. I love that you way. shared
3: that. That's awesome. That is good. That's real good, Pape. Yeah, when you say, how did you express that like getting fat on the word?
1: Yeah. I
3: was thinking about it as a um, bucket, right? We can, our bucket doesn't have, you know, it's a container, mm-hmm. right? So. So don't be a container for the gospel. Mm. Don't be a container of Jesus. Like poke some holes in that bucket. Because I promise you, the faster and bigger those holes poke, it just gets replenished. Mm. And it doesn't ever run out. right? You know, so be a, don't be a container, be a conduit for it. Mm. That's something that uh, my good friend David, who, who I hope listens to this, would say, don't be, a con- or, uh, don't be a container, be a conduit. Let it flow through you. Mm-hmm. It'll be replenished. It's, it never runs out.
1: Yeah. And you know, as you say that, I'm thinking about my own friends over the years that have been the conduit for me, that probably they never even realized it. But I can look back now and see the face of Jesus in their actions and what they were Same doing. Same here. And yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't so much that they were even reciting scripture to me. I saw it. And so now when I read it, I can realize that's exactly what it was. And that's really cool. Isn't that
3: cool? You just brought something out that I I maybe take for granted that as I read these things, people's faces come to mind.
1: Hmm.
3: Because I think all of us just, just as you said that, that's so true. There were times when in my own seeking, you know, I'm asking really hard questions that kind of jerky way, (laughs) you know, like prove it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that they went and read Matthew something to me. John 1 1 or 3 Mm -hmm. 16 or any of them you know the big ones it was just that they showed it to me they were patient Mm -hmm. they were kind they were humble (laughs) they were generous they cared for me they showed it to me they didn't talk about it Mm -hmm. I saw it I felt it I mean every person right now listening maybe that's you've got a Depend on where you're at in your faith walk, you can think of somebody that's come around you that God just said, hmm, "We'll put, we'll put Susan in, in your path today. Mm-hmm. You need a little Susan." <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: As we're talking and sharing through this podcast, and I admit, when Jessica read Isaiah earlier and she talked about, you know, social justice. And then she, she Jess, you were mentioning my neighbors, right, my kids, the kids we work with, like, you know, you start naming mm-hmm. off all those lists of people, and like, if you, if you just stopped and thought about it, and then James, he mentions these faces, right, and like, tying this together, like, if, if we had a giant whiteboard, and we just started thinking about that, we could fill a whiteboard up with names of people, a ton of people, think about it, right? And let's be honest, that could be a little overwhelming, Right? I'm going to love all these people, when am I going to do it and all that kind of stuff, right? And kind of talk ourselves into not doing it, right? Because mm-hmm. we're like, "Ah, whatever. Mark, why in the world would you bring that up during purpose? Well, I'm glad that the two of y'all asked me that. <laughs> Jesus ministered really intently with 12 people most of the time. And those one died. Right, Those 11 people changed the world. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the trap of us playing Jesus with our hundred list of people to be his hands and feet may not be what he's calling us to. God modeled something really powerful in ministering to those 12. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not... The quantity, it's the quality of what you give to someone that matters the most. Think about it, y'all. Don't fall in the trap believing, right? You can impact 100 people. Of course you can. We know Jesus impacted, right? Think about it, 5,000, right? We think of all the things, the crowds. But he focused in on 12, and they were radically amazing. Mm -hmm. In fact... I read this morning in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The doctor says, Dr. Luke reads about, he, they're standing before the rulers and elders and all these people, and it says this they recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I told y'all that this morning, right? Like, I was wondering how that was going to fit into the podcast, and I tell y'all, like, that's what I want to be said about me, right? Mm-hmm. I, Mark is someone that spent time with Jesus, period. And the ones that God has put in my scope, right? Could be five, could be 12, could be 50, whatever. What can I really give quantity, right? The qu- the you know, quality, sorry. The, the quality time that I give, hmm. am I purposeful in those relationships? Listening, being allowed to be interrupted, being allowed to be under, misunderstood, right? Through it all, whatever. I'm intently trying to give them the humble and gentle love of Jesus. Boldly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My mind's a percolating. Mm-hmm.
1: When I think with every opportunity that God gives us, like, we have choices to make with that. You know, we can ignore it. We can... Take that opportunity, seize it, or we can go and create it. And I think that that's that is, you know, when you spend time at His feet, that's what He equips you to do, is to hopefully not ignore it, but to to go after it or create it. Well, I hope that today's podcast challenges you and empowers you and encourages you. Um, You know, we just invite you to sit to keep digging in deeper with all of this. So. If you go to kingdompace.com, we have, you know, more prompts that will take you deeper in your thoughts and in your reading into the Word, and um, just hope that it does really equip you to go out and and love someone today.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: This is Jessica.
0: I'm Jim. I'm Mark.
1: Adios. We are honored to be on this journey with you. And as we go through life at a Kingdom Pace, we want to encourage you to dig into the word and also check out kingdompace.com for notes and handouts.